Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Thank you for joining me again today. As yesterday, I was talking about the Apostle Paul. I'm going to continue part two of that message. And I talked about how Paul was raised and who he was raised by and and how he came to know Jesus. And, And most people listening today probably know that. But more than anything else, Paul wanted to spread the good news of Jesus, and he wanted it to spread rapidly, which we found in uh, Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1 through 5 yesterday. And I said, you know what? We need to do something about it ourselves. Our Heavenly Father, today I thank you. I thank you that we can spread the love of Jesus to others. And I pray, Lord, as we go amongst our friends, we go amongst our business associates, that, Lord, they would see Jesus in our lives, that we would radiate Jesus. And, Lord, when you open up a door for us to share, may we share openly and honestly about how you have changed our lives. Lord, without you, I'm nothing. Without you, I don't have hope. But with you, I have all hope. I have a future. And someday I'm going to spend eternity in a place called heaven, so remarkable that we can't even hardly describe it. And God, it's going to be a great day. But in the meantime, Lord, help me and help others to do our part in sharing Jesus with the lost world. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I think more than anything else, folks, we have to determine what our priority is. Be determined to be in the forefront of your Christian faith. I love it when we have various events in the city and people come out in force. We had the Harvest Festival. It was tremendous. Many people gave their heart to the Lord. We have the prayer days around the valley from time to time. We have various situations. We have Caldwell has a prayer walk coming up in October. You know where uh, people take very seriously getting together and praying for the city. Be determined to have a marked influence on others' lives. Be determined to plan a course that will truly be intentional and will make a difference for eternity. Forget what is behind you, Paul says. Forget what is behind you. So many people continue to live in their past and use their past as an excuse. We do everything from doing everything Christ called them to do. We all have pasts. We all have things that haven't gone perfect. And the Bible says we were all sinners until Jesus came into our lives Let's live victoriously. Let's live like we know we have victory in our lives. To use another sports analogy, which I use a lot, it's like a few years ago, a number of years ago, when BSU broke into the national spotlight with this football. Now there's an incredible air of optimism that permeates our community about our football team. Victory brings that, and victory in your spiritual life brings that too. See, now, if we don't do as well, people really struggle with uh, Boise State because they expect us to be above and better than other people. I'm at the same way. I get disappointed. We lost our first two games of the season. I was disappointed, you know. But you know what? Our lives are the same way, but we need to move forward and, and move ahead and allow the plan of God to work in our lives that we can share as believers to someday help those that don't know him to be able to go to the most magnificent place called heaven where people don't have to worry about failure. You don't have to worry about struggles. You live every moment in the joy of the Lord. There's an old song said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. We might as well get started now to live in the joy of the Lord. Don't you think? Say yes. Where you at? Say yes. Okay. 
I can't hear you. <laughs> well, of course, I can't hear you. I'm in the studio and you're in the world somewhere. But say yes to the call of God. Paul in Philippians encourages the people to rejoice in the Lord and to live in his gladness. The world's a better place when we do that. Remember the passage in Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice. Recognize the power of God. Recognize how blessed you are to live in the United States of America. It just drives me crazy when I see people burning the flag and and sitting in the national anthem and, and all sorts of things, not honoring America, not honoring God through America. You say, well, hey, we honor America, do we honor God? Do you honor God? Do you honor God? Because God has given us America. He's given us the finest country in the world to live in. And some might say, well, you don't know. You haven't lived in others. Well, I've been to about 15 other countries, and I'm telling you what, I am happy I live in the United States of America. I'm sad to see the evil one getting a hold of so many people. I'm sad to see churches uh, struggling. I'm sad to see people that they don't honor God. They honor everything else first. Sports has become a big deal. In fact, a lot of people don't even go to church on Sundays because they have sporting events, soccer events, Boise State football practice, even meeting on Sunday more Things like, what are we about? Let's put God first. Let's put Jesus first. Let's honor God. You know, and I just, I get frustrated with that. I get frustrated with how all of a sudden everything takes precedence. Oh, you have Christian people that talk their Christianity, but they plan around everything else. Well, we don't have time. Well, we have to have these games on Sunday morning. We have to do this because there's more time. What you need to do is you need to honor God first and foremost in everything you do all the time. As I've said in our church for years and years out of 1 Samuel, honor God and he will honor you. I believe that. And I believe one of the reasons we see so much decay is because we are not honoring God. What we have to do in life is to avoid distractions. The enemy throws them out constantly. Just constantly, you know, trying to get us to take focus on what is important. You know, in your marriage, are you concentrating on the things of God? Do you you go to church together? Do you spend time talking about things of God together? You know, some of us haven't done that as much as we should, or some of you haven't done that as much as you should. It's time to say, God, I'm going to honor you first. I'm going to honor you foremost. My parents always taught me, son, when you're away from church, whether you're on a trip, stop by, go to church somewhere. Be in the house of God. Worship Him. Or if you're up in the mountains, you don't have a, a church there, spend time and honor God. Spend time and pray. You know, so many times, people, you're, even though you're living in the beauty of God's nature, we don't say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this incredible beauty. The other day, we was able to go to New Meadows and stay on some in the, uh, some people in our church's home. It was wonderful. Right on the golf course in New Meadows. And it was so beautiful, seeing God's handiwork, seeing the beauty that God has provided for us. And you know what? We need to recognize that always. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, Paul says this, But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await the Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, we eagerly await. Paul eagerly awaited the Savior. We probably need to ask ourselves a question. Do we eagerly await the Savior? Are we anxious for his return? Are we anxious to see Jesus Christ someday? Or do we really think about it? I can tell you what, I think about it a lot. 
I'd go outside, and I think I've told you, and I look at the eastern sky every, used to be every morning, I'd go get my newspaper, and I'd think about the coming of the Lord. Think about the coming of the Lord. Well, one day I told you a few years ago, I went out, and it just, the clouds like unfolded, and I thought, man, maybe Jesus is coming now. You don't know. You say, oh, you're thinking in fantasy. No, I'm thinking because I know what the Word of God says, because the Bible tells us that one day, He's going to do that. He said, nobody knows the day or nobody knows the hour. Don't let people try to predict that to you. And if they do, get your running shoes on because the Bible says nobody knows the day or the hour. That's why, you know, some churches have false prophets. They were naming days. They were naming when Jesus was coming. It was wrong. And and false, that's false prophecy. False prophecy is not of God. It's not truth. I hope no one in this room ever fools around no one in this room, it's just me in this room, no one in this audience that ever fools around with eternity. And that you know without a shadow of a doubt, when the surprise arrival comes, that you will be with him. Unfortunately, for many, it will be a very sad day, because all they did was play games with their lives. And the idea of the world past, this world passing away, was never considered. Be intentional. I mentioned that yesterday in your living. Be intentional. Live with great anticipation of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you as often as I tell you that I pray that you are a light in our community. When I used to preach in the church, I would tell them this often. I pray that you as a church are a light in our community. And everybody who walks through the door of Cloverdale Church of God would not see me or not would not see performers, but they would see and recognize the power of Almighty God. We want the power of Almighty God to move in the lives of our churches. And I know there's churches in this Treasure Valley that the power of God is moving in. Great things are happening. People are being saved. I heard a story not too long ago about the Grace Bible Church in Napa, how it has just multiplied with Pastor Keith over there, and many people have given their lives to Jesus Christ. They're doing something right. Lives are being changed, and that is so very important. And I recently heard about Auburn University, how the football coach was out and others, and they had this big revival, and over 200 were baptized in the lake, and a football coach was baptizing people or in the river, and they were baptizing people, that people were coming to Jesus. There was a revival, and, and the news was kind of, some of it was poo-pooing it. And they say, you know, it's just one of those things. No, it's not one of those things. It's the spirit of the living God moving in people's lives that people have become intentional about making a difference in someone's life. People of God, you and I, we've got to be intentional. This world has got to be intentional. Our churches have got to be intentional. We've got to have a desire to lead people to Christ. Over Labor Day weekend, we were able to baptize nine people up in McCall in the lake. And it was such an awesome experience seeing people choose to follow God, choose to follow Him in baptism, choose to want to make a difference in the world and to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Because the Bible says, repent, every one of you, and be baptized, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. I believe that. I believe in the Word of God. People of God, it's time. It's time to pick up the the mantle. It's time to say, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to make a difference today. I'm going to go out, and I'm going to love somebody that maybe is hard to love. 
I'm going to go out and I'm going to allow Jesus to use me in my community. And I promise you, folks, you will see a harvest that will someday be glorious in heaven because you said yes to the call of God. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.